Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hiya, Pastor Joel. Hiya, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. Excited yeah. about this topic. Yes, this is a topic that uh, I've heard a few times, but I tell you what, the first time I heard it, I was like, what? Oh, I know. It's one of my favorite. It's one of the ways we've been able to help people the most as it relates to bringing a benefit to the church and and how we can uniquely do it. And it all starts here with taking a step back and bringing some more resolution, which we like to do on these episodes, right? We like to de-lump concepts. So let's de-lump these three classes of spiritual gifts. That is our topic. We're talking about spiritual gifts and there being three classes of them. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Would you give us some background on this topic, Pastor Joel? I'd love to. So as the church, and that's really the overarching theme of this season, right? The church. Yes. Yes. Thank you. We are made of people with specific purposes, unique purposes, in order to help God's will happen on earth. We've all been given gifts from God that help us participate in his will. So this is one of the most confusing topics of Christianity because of how it's been handled. And this episode will start the journey in bringing some clarity. Excellent. So how have people been hurt by the topic of spiritual gifts in the church? Well, the church has lumped all three classes of spiritual gifts together, Mm. not really knowing that there are three. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I've seen this manifest the most frequently is by treating the spiritual gifts as a personality test or a strengths assessment for the church. So we take all the Bible verses that talk about all these different gifts that we've been given, we throw them into a big pile. And then we try to come up with all these questionnaires for people to fill out to determine which of these spiritual gifts they have or which of these spiritual gifts they're the strongest in, in an effort to just essentially willy-nilly assign them to people. So that's really been that they're, they've really been lumped together and just thrown into a big pile of gifts that are all treated just about the same. I remember the answers that I got to a spiritual gift test when I was 17. You want to hear them? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> One was leadership. Okay. So I was, I have the spiritual gift of leadership. Nice. Two, two, the spiritual gift of compassion. Yeah. Three, the spiritual gift of celibacy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
Okay. That was, that was confusing for me. <laughs> it, I bet it may have caused you to have to sit there and consider, wait, am I supposed to just be single my whole life? Yeah, there was a there was a moment. There's <laughs> a there's an example of somebody who I would say, I think I could I could rightly say you have been gifted for marriage, but because of a flawed application of the spiritual gifts listed in the Bible, there was a there was a season in your life where you really were hurt and were distracted and confused over this because of thinking from somebody, somebody's teaching or application that God had designed you to be celibate. Right. Sounds confusing. It was super confusing. It was just, it was when I took the test, it already added an extra thought of wait, maybe, but I want to be married to someone, you know, like, I'm like, no, I, I really like girls. Like, uh, yeah. I remember taking one too. Mm-hmm. I think a couple times, I don't ever remember my answers. Cause I think they came out different every time I took it. I just it. remember it because of the celibacy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how confused you were for me. Nothing ever settled. I think my issue was I was so caught up in trying to answer what I think were the right answers. Yeah, right. More than what was actually true for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why my answers would be different every time. Awesome. So how have people been hurt by this topic in the church? I mean, I kind of gave you an example. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. But let's break down, you know, the, the, the pattern is there's the strict side and the the loose side. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's look and maybe we'll be able to see, you know, which one yours fit in, but the, the strict side of this conflict looks like all three classes of spiritual gifts being treated as tasks in the church. Church is a business. We've assessed your strengths. We found out how you ought to be operating in our business. I mean, church. Nice. So now do those things. So these, these strengths assessments or spiritual gifts tests tend to benefit the church more than the person taking the test. Right. And it should be in, in exchange, it should benefit the person operating in it. And ultimately the result is the church benefits from that person operating in these gifts. But, but this is a way. So I, as the church leader, have you take this 150, 200 question questionnaire in an effort to help you find your spot to serve in my church so that I have more volunteers and really can manipulate the system. How many of you are are uh, answered gifted in cleaning? <laughs> yeah, right. Or where's the spiritual gift of leadership? Like right. that I could just I I could squeeze you into anything I need done. Yep. You're the leader. Yay! Congratulations. How do people on the strict side support their perspective with the Bible, Pastor Joel? Well, like a lot of our topics the issue isn't that the Bi- whether or not the Bible does talk about this topic or not. It's how it's interpreted and how it's applied. And I can tell you what we'll do 
as we break down this episode and as we go into the three different classes in future episodes, the main sections of scripture we'll be using is Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. Well, I can use any one of the verses in any one of those parts of scripture to support my effort to help you determine your spiritual gifts. Yeah. The issue comes in, am, am I right about what this gift is meant for? And am I right that it's meant for you? But in particular, the end of 1 Corinthians 12 says that we are to desire the best gifts. So these people can make it sound like you can will your way to these gifts or even find the ones that are best for you. So my effort in taking these spiritual gifts tests may have even been encouraged. Hmm. I should be answering these questionnaires to what is true for me, not what I think I should be doing. But I think a lot of the strict side mentality is, no, you before you take the test or before you determine what these gifts mean and do they actually apply to who God created you to be or in whatever role you're currently operating in, you determine which one you want ahead of time. And then you right. will your way into that one. Yes. It's like being a, I'm willing my way into the gift of pastor. Oh, I want to heal you... people. Yeah. Oh, big time. Right. I'm, yep. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. So yeah. I fill out the questionnaire to make, like, what do I have to answer to make that answer come out? Nice. And you know what it says? Desire the best gifts. Mm. So that would be a more specific version of how I've, I've seen this manifest, but, but really the strict side biblical support, like, like most other topics comes through misapplication and misinterpretation of God's doctrine. Right. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the strict perspective? Well, I would ask them if they know why there are three sets of gifts or if they knew there's three sets. And I've yet to hear somebody understand that. So chances are they won't. So then my follow-up would be to point out that the reason there are three categories is because each one is given by a different member of the Trinity. That's epic. Look at how early in this episode we're already kind of given our hand here, huh? I love that, dude. Right? Yep. So each one of the classes is given by a different member of the Trinity for a different reason. So these people on the strict side are so focused, they tend to be so focused on looking right, so much about appearance, right? That they won't be able to go back to lumping all of these classes of spiritual gifts together without feeling like they're wrong or feeling like they look stupid. Mm. So if I do this for their benefit, it actually, if I, basically what I'd be doing here is in response to asking them about, about the three different classes of spiritual gifts, I would be bringing resolution to them in my response. And hopefully that resolution would help them feel settled or at least maybe even convicted enough to try to get more clarity behind it. Very cool. 
So I want to summarize the strict perspective where we're at. So we find ourselves once again, looking at the strict side, taking a list of behaviors and turning it into tasks, like a task list for yeah. everyone to do. Yeah. So what are the best gifts? Hmm. Which ones do I think are the best gifts? Uh, leadership, uh, being in charge, like a, a pastor, uh, 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 generosity, because I want to be rich, uh, yeah. you know, uh, healing, because I want to feel spiritual. Yeah. And they just take this list and then they, through effort, want to achieve them, or they take all these three and they lump them all together. There's no right. resolution between which part of the Trinity brought the gift. And what it's doing is it's actually denying the uniqueness of the individual and right. the uniqueness of the gifts themselves. And the uniqueness of the Trinity. Oh, snap. That's bad. This is actually so. Yeah. No, this is Good. actually too one of the things that we're going to be able to help people through as we break down this episode. And then when we get to the individual classes, is not only will it help us operate as a more effective church, but it'll actually give us a clearer perspective of the differences in the three parts of the Trinity. It's just pretty incredible. That is incredible. Great time to take a call. Let's take a call from McMillan, Alabama. What? Yeah, it's Pastor Richard Tater. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. Hello, Pastor Gold, Pastor Jonathan. It is I, Pastor Richard Tater. You heard that uh, someone could be late and great. Well, I am early and I am squirrely getting ready to talk to y'all. Now, you are correct that they did not teach me that these three groups of gifts come from a different member of the Trinity. However, you are the first to teach this to me. Do you know where I learned this? Um. Well, could it have been me? Pastor Rich? Yep, 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 yep. Dickie taught it to me. Well, how did that come up? Well, I was actually trying to tell him that some of the gifts are not meant for today. And then he asked me which ones, and uh, uh, didn't I know the difference between them? How did that conversation end? Well, as you can imagine, uh, uh, very intelligent Pastor Joel, that the conversation did not end well, but not because of that discussion. I actually enjoyed it because Dickie was able to show me how each set provided a different benefit to the church. It makes so much sense why churches struggle today. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. We're going to talk about that in future episodes. Excellent, Pastor Joel. I look forward to hearing those shows. I'm going to hang up and listen to y'all, uh, y'all's rest of the show. Uh, this was my favorite podcast. To hate. God bless. Thank you for the call, Pastor Tater. <laughs> Early and squirrely. Love yeah. it. There yeah. we go. He's a character. Yeah, he is. PJ, it sounds like Pastor Tater used to believe some of the benefits for the church are no longer available. Yeah, the the strict side sees the gifts really as a benefit to the bosses, which 
kind of talked about, like you take this test, then I can put you where I need you for my benefit. Now, it sounds like Pastor Rich realizes that these gifts are meant to benefit the church, which is made up of all people. These gifts ought to benefit all of the people. Nice. Well, that's the strict side. Let's hear the loose side, Pastor Joel. What's the other side of the argument? You know, Pastor Jonathan, whatever you're doing is your spiritual gifts because you are spiritual. Podcasting. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll wait for the, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait to get there. <laughs> yeah. <whatever. laughs> I'd say this is probably closer to the one you had. No, I would say I'm trying to fit. Where was your answer? Your answer was probably more on the strict side. It was more take this test. We'll put you where we need you. Mm, yeah, it was. I think that's right. actually what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this side is more the God is love. He knows your heart. You just do the best you can. Everyone can do all of these gifts. You know, I'm not going to hold you to any of them because I sure don't want to be held to any of them. But really, it's this idea of, you know, God knows your heart. He'll fill in all the gaps and he knows we're humans and that we're messy. He'll take care of the things that we don't. Hmm. And how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, the church doesn't get the intended benefit of each set of gifts from the Trinity. Yeah. To the point we really don't even talk about these. People are left not knowing who they are, not knowing how they can minister uniquely and how they can have a positive impact on the church. Yeah, man. So how would you handle an interaction with someone who held the loose perspective? Well, I could approach them with the same first question as I did on the strict side. So did you know there's three classes of spiritual gifts? Nice. Then when I answer it and I help them see the different gifts come from the different roles of the Trinity, I would ask them if they think it's good that they are preventing the people, maybe their people, maybe in their own church, from getting the benefit of the gifts that God intended for his church. Ooh. Now, Another way I could go about this is just really asking a question. So I guess you just treat everyone the same then, right? Hmm. Meaning you don't mind when people treat you and whatever they deem is necessary. Hmm. Or do you ever tell people how they ought to be ministering into the church? See, these questions are really poking holes in the contradiction that, you know what? Everybody can do all of these or whatever. You know what? You are spiritual, Jonathan. So whatever you are doing is in line with your spiritual gifts. Hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like the people that are, quote, in charge of the business, I mean, church. Will that they can't be questioned about where they right. get their gifts and where they're moving. No, no, no. I'm already set up. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the pastor. pastor. I'm the pastor. That's yeah. it. That's my gift. It's my job to tell you where you fit. 
And that's my job. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's my spiritual gift. Is to tell I'm the you CEO you of fit. this business. I mean, the pastor of this church. Right. <laughs> okay, so when you see this going on in the church, what are your thoughts? There's three categories of people I see this really manifesting itself through. There's the group I feel, I think, I think I, I see this first group and I feel, I feel bad. Mm. I think that's a really bad position to be in. I think, man, I was there. That is not a good life to live. Mm -hmm. And these are the people who don't know how to interact in the church and are ignorant of the gifts they've been given to operate in. Mm. And worse, the people, and worse are the people who are teaching spiritual gifts wrong and leading people astray. That's sad. Yeah. There's the second group of people that I tend to think, well, I understand where they're coming from. These are people who are frustrated with the church, maybe even leave the church because they aren't getting the benefit that the Trinity intended. They may not even have words for that. These tend to be people who want to serve, but aren't actually in the position that they should be in, or they're being put in a position they shouldn't. And they're being required to serve in a way that they're not getting any fulfillment or any joy out of it. And, mm -hmm. and ultimately people aren't getting helped through whatever position they're in. And then they even leave the church when they're told. So oftentimes these people will leave the church when they're told they need to serve, but are never told how or why that they're supposed to do it uniquely. So that's another way this manifests. Telling people they're supposed to serve, but never giving them any steps to determining what specific way they should be benefiting the church. Mm, no joy, no happiness there. Yeah. Then there's the group of people I'm impressed with. These are people who are aware of the gifts that they have and are interacting with others in the church according to the uniqueness that they've been given. And really, these people also are on, if they're not already, they're on the path to helping other people determine the gifts that they have and really setting up other people to live that life of fulfillment and joy that God intends for the church to experience. What is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel, for these three spiritual gifts? There are three very different gifts from the Trinity that provide a comprehensive benefit to the entire church. That's the ultimate answer. These three classes of spiritual gifts operate for the church in three different contexts. So Pastor Tater's right. This is the single biggest reason people don't see church as a benefit. And we're going to cover each context in later episodes. <sighs> oh, I know a cliffhanger, but great episode to really get some resolution that there are three classes of spiritual gifts and that they are meant to benefit the church, the entire church, not just the leaders. Which represents the Trinity, right? The yes. Trinity is looking, they have a unique way that the trinity benefits the church jesus interacts different god the father the holy spirit interacts 
differently to benefit the church. Yeah. And like I said, this is one of the ways not only will we understand more how the church is meant to operate, how we can be a part of that uniquely and get joy and fulfillment out of that actual impact on the church. We'll also understand the Trinity better because one of the ways, because one of the things that is really hard for people to grasp is how three, three different really beings can really be one God. Yeah. Now I'll just say this. We know God's nature is right and just. Mm -hmm. That's the causes of God. So that would mean God, the father is right and just. God, the son is right and just. God, the spirit is right and just. What manifests from that different person of the Trinity looks different. Mm. It has a different function. Mm. So they're all God in, in their nature. All three of those persons in the Trinity are God in their nature. And through understanding these three classes of spiritual gifts at a higher level, we'll actually be able to understand the three persons of the Trinity at a, a level that you may never have before. Amazing. So we just want to unlump yep. these, these three and just kind of identify that there are three different classes of spiritual gifts. Right. And hopefully that causes some people to come on back. <laughs> I hope so too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.